Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My very special guest is my mother Brenda. Hello everyone. And today we are discussing chapter 6 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. In chapter 6, Tom leaves for the races. That's pretty much all we hear of him after the first page. They discuss improvements at Southerton, or potential improvements at Southerton, and at the very end of the chapter they decide to form a party to go and look at Southerton and what can be improved with Mr Crawford's help. And Miss Crawford talks about her harp and shows her complete ignorance of farming, but she does not care. Because she has lived most of her life in the city. Which it makes sense that she wouldn't know anything, but she's still kind of... A bit arrogant about the fact that she's been in the city and therefore she could be a little bit above those in the country. Your little country bumpkins. Mm, Yeah, that attitude. She starts off a bit patronising towards Edmund because Tom's gone and Tom is great fun, which he is. He always tells stories and makes lots of friends. And she's like, oh God, I'm going to have to sit next to Edmund and he's such a bore. But then she's pleasantly surprised by the goings-on. And Mr Rushworth has appeared for the first time since the Crawfords have moved there. He's super excited because he's been visiting his friend Smith at Compton, who has just had his grounds redone by Mr Repton. And he went back to his home, Southerton, and is like, oh, it's an old prison. What am I doing? We We need to improve it and cut down, cut down an avenue. Fanny is appalled at the thought of cutting down an avenue. An avenue was a huge section of trees which would have been planted several generations ago, presumably, and because it's not in the current style, so they probably would have been quite uniformly planted, and now the style is different for things being a little bit more interesting to the eye. Mrs Norris talks about how she loves improving, and would do it in her own little property, if she could. Her little half acre, which doesn't sound very small to me. Mrs Norris just likes to put her aura on every now and then. Oh, she really does. And she and Dr Grant bicker with each other about apricots of all things. She got a very fancy tree from Sir Thomas. And Dr Grant's like, no, it's, it's not that great a tree, actually. I don't know what you're talking about. It might as well be potatoes. It might as well. He does say that! <laughs> Dr Grant and Mrs Norris were seldom good friends their acquaintance had begun in dilapidations and their habits were totally dissimilar Mrs Norris loves economy and loves saving money and meddling in people's lives and Dr Grant likes good dinners I don't know what else we know about him really but dilapidations so when the rector leaves the parsonage to the next incumbent so in this case Mr Norris is dead so it's when Mrs Norris moves out and gives the house to the Grants. The Grants inspect the house and say here are things that need improving that need to be fixed. Mrs Norris and all her economy had probably left a whole bunch of stuff not fixed for a long time and then was pissed on having to when she moved out of the house still pay that money to fix the stuff up so the house was up to scratch for the Grants which she would not have been happy about because it's money and she's wrong and Mrs Norris is never wrong. Mariah's acting really weird, I thought, because they're talking about Southerton 
And it said the ideas attached to it gave her a feeling of complacency, which prevented her from being very ungracious. And then when Mr. Rushworth is talking about the avenue, she thought it most becoming to say, oh, I, I don't remember the avenue. I don't, I don't really know very little. I know very little of Southerton. Like, why? So she will have been there. Yeah. And this is going to be her home. I don't understand. Maybe it's I'm the cool girl. Because she does not say a lot while the others are having a conversation. No, but she does like the idea of Mr. Crawford helping improve it. Yes. She, and she gives it her full support. Yes. So Mr. Rushworth runs with that. He's even happier at what he wants to do because she is compliant with it. Poor Mr. Rushworth. He's not terribly smart. And the text tells us that he grew puzzled when he was trying to answer Lady Birchall. And she's like, you should have a shrubbery. He's like, well, yes, I always, I didn't mean to get a shrubbery. Also, that's a very good idea of yours. And, and, and I want a shrubbery because Mariah's going to live with me. And yeah. <laughs> we could hide in the shrubbery. Miss Crawford doesn't like the idea of having improvements and she tells a story about a house her uncle bought at Twickenham. She dislikes any sort of inconvenience by the sounds of things, but Edmund thinks that it's better for Mr Rushworth or anyone to make their own mistakes rather than have to deal with the mistakes of a professional, which I kind of get. And feel part of it so that in the future... He can feel satisfied that he's been involved in it and done so himself. Mm. Hoping that turns out right, of course. There's two instances in this chapter of Edmund getting upset with Miss Crawford. She refers to her honoured uncle, which I think is her being sarcastic. Edmund was sorry to hear Miss Crawford, whom he was much disposed to admire, speak so freely of her uncle. And he doesn't say anything till induced by further smiles and liveliness. Then later, they're talking about the Navy. He changes the subject back to her harp and was again very happy in the prospect of hearing her play. She keeps throwing up red flags and he ignores them. He, he changes the subject or waits for her to change the subject and make him happy again, but she is throwing up these red flags very early. Miss Crawford plays the harp, but she hasn't had her harp and has been waiting for it to turn up. And she makes a big joke out of the fact that they had been asking directly, but the real way to hear about it is through gossip. It's hilarious also that she couldn't use all her money to hire a cart to get it, despite the fact that it's right in the middle of harvest. And Edmund points out, you know, we're in the middle of harvest. She says, I had been asking the most unreasonable, most impossible thing in the world had offended all the farmers, all the labourers, all the hay in the parish. But she believes in the true London maxim that everything is to be got with money. Big city ideas, not country. It really sums up Miss Crawford though, doesn't it? Mm. But she is, yeah, a bit patronising about it, looking down on them in their country ways. Mm -hmm. How funny that you have to get the grass in. <laughs> mm. Mm. Then they start talking about letters uh, because she says to Edmund, you can tell your brother that my harp has arrived. He heard me complain about it so much. She and Tom had a bit of relationship developing there. But Edmund says, I, I don't write to my brother, basically. <laughs> she goes on to say, our oh, brother's a terrible correspondent. 
even Henry, who loves me, consults me, confides in me, and will talk to me by the hour together, has never yet turned the page in a letter. Fanny feels the need to talk up in William's defence, because of course they've been separated for years, and he has a very good correspondent. Mary stumbles again. Edmund asks if she knows William's captain. And she says, we know very little of the inferior ranks. There she goes again. And then goes on to make a joke about homosexuality in the Navy. In the mixed company, as a lady, it just gets worse and worse. She's... mm. Quite a bit of arrogance there. Mm. And then we switch back to the main conversation that's been going on this whole time about improvements at Southerton. And we find out that Mr Crawford has done improvements in his grounds at Everingham. Very small improvements, but he was quite happy about them. We never get much of an idea of how much time he spends at Everingham, though, because Mary says quite early on that he could never settle anywhere, and she tried to get him to settle at Everingham when she had to leave her uncle's house and couldn't convince him. Is he really that great a brother if he couldn't do that for her? Provide her a home? Mr Rushworth gets all excited, because Miss Bertram is excited, about Mr Crawford being included. And he invites Mr Crawford to stay with him. And the girls panic. And Mrs Norris says, why don't we just have a party? And we all go to Southerton and have a look around. And then you can get all of our advice. And we can all hear what Mr Crawford has to say. And she decides where everybody's going to sit in the carriages. The whole plan in one go. And says, oh, and Fanny can stay with Lady Bertram. (laughs) <laughs> basically who cares about Fanny she's an afterthought Fanny doesn't fit in to that society no. according to Mrs Norris and ends rather ominously Edmund heard it all and said nothing Edmund at times I think is will act according to uh, whatever will keep the peace basically he's not one for conflict No, Edmund doesn't like conflict. Fanny doesn't like conflict either. They would do a lot to avoid conflict, I think. Some stuff's coming up that's challenging for them both. Mm. Mrs Norris, of course, is excited to go and see Mrs Rushworth without having any horses of her own. And that is our summary of Chapter 6 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. We are doing our group read online of Mansfield Park till the 22nd of September. It's a bit late, but you could still join. You can contact me on francisduncanwrites.com or at Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. Here's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride Focus merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!